Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alright guys, welcome back to episode 141 of Two Drunk Brothers Podcast. Uh, I think we said it on our last episode, maybe one before that, but big guest interview. If you don't know him, you're about to know him. Jeff Nadu, uh, former Barstool guy, rough and rowdy guy. Big interview with him. Kind of, yeah, telling you everything you need to know about Jeff Nadu. Um, one of our bigger interviews yet, so listen to that and we'll catch you on the flip side. All right, guys, we teased it on the top of the show. Another big-time guest this week. We got Jeff Nadu. Uh, if you don't know him, you should follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Nadu, also known as Big Man on Campus, big-time college basketball gambler. He's got a new podcast, or not a new podcast, but a podcast out called The Sit Down. Uh, Jeff, how you doing tonight, my man? Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. I uh, hope you're doing well. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Absolutely, man. So first and foremost, before we dive in and start, you know, the the – formal interview process, I guess. I want you to tell us a little bit about your your podcast, The Sit Down. I know it's with Blackjack Fletcher. Uh, for those of you who follow Barstool, you probably know uh, Jeff and Blackjack from, from their days there, but they have a podcast. It's really good. So just tell us a little, uh, a little bit about that and kind of how that came about. Yeah, it's really different than, than kind of my day job and, and what I'm doing during the day. I mean, I gamble. That That's kind of my day thing. But um, I, I've always had an affinity and, and, and a fascination with the mafia and with organized crime. And, um, and when I was at Barstool, I actually um, at one point thought about doing it there and I just had so much going on and never had time to get it done. But when I left there, I had some time in, uh, in April of, of 2021. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to put an episode out. And I'm going to see how it goes. And, uh, you know, we, we're, we're about to put out episode 32. We're close to 600,000 listens. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're getting paid to do it now because of advertising. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with it. It's, uh, it's a great show. I mean, it's pretty simple. We pick someone every week uh, from the mafia and the history, and we just kind of tell you a story about their life. And, um, you know, we, we involve ourselves with, with characters that were based on true stories, whether it was movies or, or, or books or whatever, and, and really just try to dispel of myths. We try to be factual with everything we put out and tell you someone and something that you didn't know. So, yeah, we like it, and, and the mob genre is so big, so it's great. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, gotta ask: Are you a fan of the of the Sopranos? Then, yeah, you know that was really my first foray into to the mob genre when I was you know, like 10, 11 years old. That show came out, and um, I remember I'd find myself just, you know, my mom and dad would have it on, and I and I'd you know watch it from from the hallway. I I was supposed to be be in bed, but I don't know for whatever reason I, I liked it. I remember I remember I actually saw um. I saw John Gotti on, on TV when I was super young as well. And I, yeah, I guess I just always found um, the outlaw to be kind of interesting. 
I don't know. It's not so much true crime. It's not, you know, serial killers. It's just the organized crime. I mean, the mob <clears throat> really kind of controlled this country for, for large parts of the last, you know, hundred years. So um, I've always found a lot of interest in it. And um, yeah, I, I, the Sopranos were kind of the start and all that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, The Sopranos is obviously huge. Um, I actually was late to it. I just finished that and then obviously watched the movie that just came out. I'm in love with it. Top five show of all time, no doubt about it. Um, but speaking of organized crime and the mob, you know, your your, your podcast to sit down. Uh, you know, really the mob is kind of how I, I – and if you ask me, I guess if you ask a lot of people, is how sports gambling really became such a lifeblood in this country. You know, the mobsters running the sports books and things like that. So um, kind of leading into sports gambling, how did you – get into it. Um, where did you find your love and what is like your favorite sport to bet on with? I know it's probably college basketball, uh, but can you just kind of tell us how you got into it? Kind of what you look for when, when you're looking at a line and, and things like that. Yeah. Well, I've, um, I've always loved sports. I mean, I've loved sports since I was a, a little, little kid, really. I mean, I was always one of the kids that, you know, I didn't watch a lot of cartoons or nothing like that. I was always watching you know, sports or, or, or something else. And I, my grandpa who, was my mom you know it was my mom's father um he was someone that my dad's not a big sports guy he worked a lot and um you know try to give us a better life and i would go to my grandpa's a lot and he loved sports um you know the eagles are always on phillies are always on sixers are always on and i just kind of fell in love with sports and as i got older i remember i was as a young child i would fill out the pools and stuff in march madness and then eventually i started going to school and betting on sports i remember i, I placed my first bet when i was like eight or nine and um, I've just really been betting ever since. You know, as I get into high school, I got started doing it more and more. Uh, and then when I was 18, 18 and a half, I moved to Philadelphia and I lived in Philly for a lot of years. And that was really where gambling became not just a hobby for me, but it was something that you know, I was making money doing. I actually, um, with two of my friends, I at one point was um, was putting some money in the street, you know, moving money around for people and taking bets, you know, little stuff, nothing crazy. But I really just learned how to gamble. I learned how to kind of look at a line the right way. And um, as far as content, I just kind of jumped into it and, and the rest of history. But uh, as far as what I like to bet, I mean, this year it's been college football. I've been I've been incredible this year in college football. But, you know, it's always been college basketball. That was my first real love when I was young and uh, – I've always loved basketball just in general. So uh, I would just say it's college basketball. Awesome, man. Is there a team this year in college football that you're like every week you're looking at their line and, and seeing where they're at that you're kind of either tailing or, or fading like every single week? Yeah, I've always been a big uh, proponent of, of military schools. I've been on Army a lot. I mean, they've made me a lot of money over the last couple of years. Uh, Syracuse has been a team, that, one of the best teams in the country against the number. They've been really good. Um, you're just kind of identifying Michigan State fading as far as um, I bet a lot of overs involving Michigan State. I, I've learned their defense is just not good, um, but it's just little things, you know, picking up on just kind of knowing off the top of my head who's good, who's not, what defenses are good, what defenses aren't. Um, I've always had a good um, ability to kind of remember things and um, kind of retain knowledge. So that I think helps with sports betting. So I, that's been a big thing for me over the years, just to be able to retain knowledge and, and use it towards what it what matters. Yeah, it definitely helps whenever, uh, you know, you bet on a team, they don't play well. So it's, it's easy to hold a grudge against them for the rest of the season. And yeah, no. but I don't do that. I, I think I think that's one of the things that as a gambler, you have to be willing to throw out. I mean, you can't always – because, again, you, you, 
you have to sometimes realize you're going to miss out on things just because you have, you know, one bad game. I'm not one of these people that that's going to write a team off because of one or two bad weeks. Um, you also have to be willing to know when to get off the, 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 the team at the right time. You know, Cincinnati was one of those teams for me in football. I, I made three or four weeks of money with them. And then I was able to jump off at the right time. And it was the right time because they started uh, not playing well. So, yeah, I mean, all that stuff you learn over the years and as you get better and, and, and more experienced in it, you won't make the same mistake. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I to- totally agree. So um, you obviously have been have had a love for sports gambling. That's obviously what got you into Barstool. So for everyone who's listening who does know the full history, um, can you just kind of give us a synopsis? You know, you were at Barstool, then you weren't, and then uh, there there's, was a little bit of falling out. So just give us a history of how you kind of came to Barstool and, and what happened and what's ultimately leading up to uh, this this headliner rough and rowdy that you're doing on, on December 10th. Yeah, I um, I mean, it's a long history with them. I, uh, I met Big Cat many years ago. I mean, probably five years ago at this point. And uh, we talked for a while. I was giving him college basketball. We were making some money. And, uh, you know, this was before gambling was even legalized. PASPA hadn't been passed yet. And they were at the old office that they had on, on 27th and Broadway. And I remember uh, he sent me a message one day and said, hey, you know, we're trying to kind of collectively grab some gambling talent for the future. You know, would you ever want to come talk to Dave about some of your ideas? I know you're funny and I know that you are good at what you do. Um, I don't really know what you can do, but I think you should talk to him. So he reached out to me and we set up a time to meet. I went up to New York and um, he said some really good things about me. I mean, he kind of alluded to the fact that I was kind of, I kind of looked like a gambler and, and everything worked. And initially, like I said, they weren't in the space. They were just kind of, meeting people at that point and he kind of told me to hang out for a while and then that football season about six months later he contacted me and they wanted me to move to new york and i um i guess for me like and this is kind of different than most people that work there you know i i for the last 10 years have built my i don't call it an empire because it's not an empire but a you know, I've, I've built a life for myself. You know, I can make money. I don't need companies to prop me up. And at the time I was doing really well. I was making a lot of money on my own. And I just kind of looked at my life and I was like 29 at the time. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm happy. Like I'm making money. This is a good opportunity. But to move to New York for, for what they were wanting to pay me, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me. And I, we kind of shut it off and I, I declined it. And then we kind of had a resurgence. Uh, they called me back, um, in the winter of 2019, 2020, um, we came to an agreement on something and then coronavirus happened and we had to postpone it. I ended up getting hired in September of 2020, um, served out the entire football season, did basketball, had a podcast there. Um, and then ultimately towards the end of the contract, I decided to leave. Um, for me, I just kind of recognized guys and it took me a while to realize this, but I don't think everyone is barstool material and that's not to say that I'm not funny or I'm not personable or I don't have good at life experience or a good story, but you know, I really enjoy gambling. I put a lot of time into it. Um, I enjoy breaking games down. I enjoy looking at it from a different perspective than I think some of the people there do. And I just kind of realized that for as much as I wanted to be there and for as much as I wished it would work, um, I had to realize that it wasn't going to work. And um, you know, that just derives from a lot of beefs that I have there and that sort of thing. But, you know, ultimately I'm happy now I'm making more money than I was there. I'm able to kind of decide what I want to do. I could focus on things that I want to focus on. And I still have some connections there with the fight coming up, which, which I'm sure we'll get into, but, um, but yeah, it was been a long odyssey. It took me a long time to kind of just let it go. Um, but 
I think long term it's the best option for me. I've always been able to make money on my own, so I'm I'm okay with it. So, do whenever you finally did reach an agreement, did they did they still ask you to move to New York for that little bit of time? No, I actually um at that point, weirdly enough, they were at the point where they were so big, and Dave hired me as um as a remote employee. So I did do uh, content, but the only content I did was with them, and and I could do a podcast from anywhere. So luckily, no, I didn't have to move to New York, and it worked out, but. We just had some kind of inner office issues uh, with certain people there. And, you know, unfortunately, they backed that guy over me. And, um, you know, it just got really toxic. And, and it, I mean, no, it will with them. Like, I, I still talk to a lot of those guys. Dave's always been fair to me. Um, and, look, giving me this rough and rowdy opportunity is, is good in itself. But um, it just it just didn't work. And, uh, yeah, you know, I look at my gambling just a little different than they do. And, uh, you know, I have my own content. And I can do co- okay with it. Yeah, I feel like they're they're very flashy and like, you know, they don't like you said, they don't do the analysis. And like I said, we're not I'm not love Barstool. I, I love what they do there. And, 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 you know, I love Big Cat. We we listen to Pardon My Take every single week. So um, but like you said, they're a little flashy. They don't dive into the analytics and the numbers like a lot. Of people and and do. again, like I think, you know, this and, and anyone that follows Barstool, I and they'll admit this, like no one goes to them for gambling advice. I mean, it, no. it's, it's 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 supposed to be for them. Like they look at it as a joke and. Like, I don't like I look at it as, you know, this is my life. You know, I've put time into this and and I've I've I try to do well with it. I feel like I have a good ability to do things for people sort of breaking games down that not a lot of people can do. And, you know, it just didn't work. Um, now I still get shit from people. And it's like, oh, you threw away an opportunity. But, you know, again, for me, like, I think this is a better long term option. So Yeah. I mean, you had. That's a, I think that's a great life school to have. You have the self-awareness to know and try something and say, Hey, this isn't going to work out. Let's cut ties now before we go, we get, you know, three years down the line and then I'm up shit Creek without a paddle. So I think that's, yeah. Real quick. Like another thing, like, I think people have to realize like, look, I'm 32, you know, by by 40, 45, like I want to have, you know, established things that I'm doing, you know? And, and again, I don't think I can work there forever. So, um, once this fight's over, guys, I'm 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 finally going to take you know a lot of time away from Twitter, social media. It's become just real toxic for me. And I, luckily, I'm going to make a good amount of money, and 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 I'm and I'm kind of self sufficient at this point where I don't need Twitter. I know the summer once basketball's over, I'm I'm out. I'm taking a you know, long time away from all long that. hiatus from social media. Yeah, man. Hey, that's because you know this is. I've done this for a long time. I've had a lot of shit said about me over the years. I, you know, and, and a lot of the time I, I, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to look at it, but it, it gets old after a while. And it's just like, you, you just want some positivity, right? Yeah. You can't do anything on Twitter without someone complaining. You know, you could, I could say tomorrow I cured cancer and someone would, would whine that it wasn't done quick enough. You know, there's always, there's always something. Everyone's got to have an opinion. And, I'm not in the camp that everyone should have an opinion. Sometimes a stupid opinion should just not be talked about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I guess that's just how I think of things. But, you know, I owe Twitter a lot too, though, because it's it's given me a lot and it's allowed me to, to grow as a person. But um, it sucks sometimes. It's such a toxic spot and place to be. And I can't imagine being like in somewhat even remotely decent size of spotlight and just how much just shit and stuff people just give on their, you know, fake accounts and it's, it's, it's out of control. I mean, crazy. sometimes like I, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm again, I'm pretty blessed with what I can do. Like I wake up and I kind of decide what I do each day. 
and and I have time to do the things that I want to do. But you know, then there's sometimes I think about it, you know, like sometimes I just wish I had like a normal life where like I don't have to depend on social media to 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 get to a point that I need to be. It's just, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's powerful. It's a, it's a beauty and a curse all at the same time. You know, it's very powerful and it's also going to be a big downfall. I mean, I hate the time I spend on it myself. So it's uh, def- definitely don't definitely don't uh, knock you for taking a break. So it used to be a lot worse. I used to really care. But then I got to a point where like I lost like all the weight and I just said, you know, what, F these people. I don't know if I can swear. I don't want to swear. So I don't know. Um, no, yeah. You, no, yeah, you can swear. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah. fuck these people, you know, like, yeah. I did this. They can't take any, you know, but no, it's funny. Now it's like the one thing about like me, you can call, like, if you want to call me a troll, fair enough, but I'm willing to like, if, if let's say I don't like one of you. Okay. You know, I obviously say shit that you don't want to hear, but I also say, if you do something good, like I'll give you credit for it. Most of these people can't ever give anyone credit for anything. So it's like, Oh, you lost weight. You must've got surgery. You're a drug addict or you're this, you know, you know, it's, there's never any happiness on there. It's just, it's more. Yeah, no, it really is. I'm like, and you know, you're caught, you're kind of caught, caught in the crosshairs right now between, you know, the stoolie mafia with the upcoming fight, which we're, we'll dive into right now. So it's with Jersey Jerry, obviously the newest barstool employee um, kind of is, is, you know, climbing to fame really, really quick. So what's the beef with him? How'd that come about? And how'd this fight come about? Yeah, well, this would be a good time to tell me you guys are all Jersey Jerry people, and this is all a joke, and you got me. <laughs> no, um, no, not at all. If you did, it's all good. Um, no, no, so uh, so listen, so Jerry, um, he's a new employee. He, at one point, I think it was like week five or six, he sent a message to Dave Portnoy about he thinks he should get his money back because Julio Jones scored a touchdown, but they waved it off, but it should have been a touchdown, so he should get his money back. And I said, is this guy fucking serious? Like, <laughs> if I could get all the money back I've lost from games, like, I'd be a millionaire. And uh, he just calls me out. He's like, well, fight me then. And it's like, I did a little research on him. I found out that he's challenged, like, three different people to fights. This guy wants to fight, okay? He just does. He challenged me to a fight. He challenged uh, Jamie Spears, Britney Spears' father, to a fight. He challenged, he challenged E from Entourage to a fight. Like, this guy just wants to fight. So the next day, Dave, uh, Dave's guy reaches out to me and says, hey, you know, can you come on Portnoy show to, to hash out this Jersey Jerry thing? I said, what Jersey Jerry thing? I said, the kid's a fucking idiot. I don't know. Like, he's like, well, no, he was serious. He actually wants to fight you. And I'm like, okay. So I went on, you know, and I thought I held my own with Jerry, like, you know, it is what it was. And then after the call, Dave texted me and said, hey, do you actually want to fight? And I said, look, Dave, I don't hate Jerry. I said, you know who I want to fight? He said, who, Rico? I said, yeah. He said, well, that's not going to happen. He said, so are you serious? If so, what's your number? So I thought about it. I threw a number out to him because we recorded a number for Rico and I to fight. I quoted that number. I'm like, you were going to give me this. I'll ask for that. There's no chance Rico would step in the ring with anyone. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, well, that's not going to happen. Um, what's, you know, give me a number, a legitimate number. I gave him a number. He came back with another number. I gave a number and he agreed on it. Um, so we're going to fight December 10th. I've been training for about a month now. Um, now that's boxing training. I've been working and doing cardio for 16, 17 months now, but, uh, nice. but yeah, I mean, I want everyone to think what they want. Um, I, I'm going to be ready to go. Uh, I'm going to give my all. 
I respect my opponent. I wish him the best. I'm sure he'll train. Um, I don't particularly like him at this point. I think he's a bit of a shithead, but, um, you know, Bay the best man win, and, and we're sure going to have some fun with it. How How's the training been going, and how confident are you uh, in the fight? How confident am I? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty confident. I, I wasn't – I wasn't legitimately that confident really right at the beginning because look, we don't know who each other is. We don't know our fighting patterns. Um, and let's be real. A lot of people think they can fight. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I 270 and MD 85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1 800 Gambler. Until they go into a boxing gym and you learn pretty quick you can't fight because <laughs> everything you do is wrong. Like a lot of people think like they can fight and it's just you're, you just can't. So at this point, I'm pretty confident. I've learned a lot. I feel like I'm just in a better place. I know my cardio is better than his. Um, you know, and the thing about boxing, like, you can hit a bag. You can hit, you know, whatever, but the bag don't hit back. You know, eventually something hits back. And I feel like I'm a little smarter than he is, so I think I'll be w- able to kind of outsmart him and things. And um, but, but I'll say this, guys, and I'll say this to anyone that will ask me, whether it's you, whether it's Dave, whether it's whoever, um, I'm content with whatever happens. If he catches me and beats me, so be it. You know, I'm okay with it. Um, I don't think this, I don't think this makes me any less of a man because I get beat in a fight. I've been beating fights before I've won fights before. Okay. Um, you know, but I will say this at the end of it, I'm going to be a lot richer than I was. So. Yeah. I was going to say at the you end know, of it, you're, really you're taking money. Yeah. But I do look at it and say, if I win, you know, that could set up another fight, you know, and, and, you know, the goal is to go in there and, and, you know, get a lot of, um, you know, it is about respect. That's what Jerry says. But it's about Barstool showing me some respect because they didn't show me respect ever. And I'll tell you right now, as God is my witness, if I win this fight, it will be a must-see interview after the fact. You better believe it. Um, because yes. I will. Because I am going to call out Mr. Terry, and you know who I'm talking about. I'm going to call him out, and he will have to fight me after what I say. So let's hope I win. Yeah, let's I hope, hope so. so. I got to see this. Now. Oh my god! <laughs> can can you give us? Can you give us an uh, an official fight prediction? Or are you just gonna stay away from that? Um, I will say that I win in the split decision. Okay. Okay. I I don't think I, I listen. Jerry again might catch me. I might catch him. Um, we're using sixteen ounce gloves. Um, you know, obviously neither of us are pro fighters. I'm sure he'll try to knock me out. Um, but you know, whether it's body shots or whatever, I think you really have to connect on something to, to really knock someone out in this. So, yeah. you know, for me, it's just going to be about throwing jabs, staying busy, 
um, try to crowd my opponent, you know, block the body, that kind of thing. I'm going to shoot for 2-1, split decision. Absolutely, man. Hey, awesome. there's nothing wrong with that. Floyd does it, so why can't you? <laughs> Listen, when you win a game, whether you win by 51 or 1, the ticket still cashes. Yeah. And yep. <laughs> when you win or lose, it either says W or it says L. Yeah. So, hell yeah. Uh, do you now do you get more money for winning or I is do. it Yeah, I do? get paid. I get paid uh so interestingly enough, we get paid a, a set amount. If we get past the first round, we get extra. And if we win, we get more extra. So, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so yeah. they put in this Conseco clause where you can't die. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know, for me, um, like I said, you know, I don't have to be – I know that I'm – Someone that can handle myself. And look, guys, this is the truth of the matter with being tough, right? Do you guys know what the word tough means to me? I'm sure you're going to tell us. Okay. Tough is hitting a person <laughs> in the fucking head with a hammer. That Or tough is jamming an ice pick in someone's neck. That's tough. Tough isn't beating someone in a sanctioned fight. Anybody can do that. Yeah. If my life's really in danger, I'm going to blow your fucking head off. It's that simple. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about fighting. I don't fight anymore. I'm a, I'm not a kid. But in a sanctioned ring, then we find out what's up. It's going to be a great pageantry. There's going to be a lot of good promo for this. Um, and I think it'll be a good fight. I don't know if you guys know this, but Jersey Jerry is significantly shorter than I am. I'm not a big guy. I can't um, get a gauge on, on how tall he is. Like in, Jerry's like 5'3". I think they didn't I, – I don't know if Barstool or someone posted the other day. They posted like – Somewhat of a tail of the tape between like your guys' height and yeah, he's not five eight. That's complete bullshit. Listen, Was it on Jerry's Instagram? There's a picture of him and Dave. Okay, Dave is not a tall guy. Okay, no. Jerry came out to his shoulders. How tall, How are, tall you? are you? I'm just south of five eight. I'm like so five, probably what? five five five. Who Jerry? Yeah, I think I heard he. Someone told me up there he's like five three. Jesus, <laughs> God. Well, I mean, if that's if that's true, that's a significant height advantage. You probably have a reach advantage then. So um, I wanted to ask a question about training. You said, you know, the bag doesn't hit back. Mm-hmm. Are you planning on doing any sparring? Have you done any sparring yet? Yeah, actually, um, we've already talked about that. I'll probably do like two weeks of sparring, actually. So, yeah, yeah um, we have. So interestingly enough, there's a kid that trains after me because I trained by myself. Um, we were going to do it today, but we just got the times crossed. But, yeah, we're definitely going to spar. Um, you know, it's funny, a quick story for you guys. Um, if you ever want to gauge if you can fight or not, go to a boxing gym and get in the ring with someone that can actually fight and just see if you can hit them. That's how you actually kind of sounds terrifying. It's it's bro. I'm telling you, (laughs) when I went in that gym the first day, I was gloating, acting like, oh, this would be fine. I know how to fight. And I remember walking in the ring and my trainer says to me, he goes, you know, your feet aren't even right, right? You had the wrong foot in front. I said, okay. He said, well, look, try to hit me. We'll walk around for two minutes, see if you can hit me. I couldn't land one punch. Really? It's really hard, man. Especially when – now, again, and I said to my 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 trainer, I said, well, he's not going to be this good. You're a fighter. You're like a real fighter. And he, and he goes, well, how do you know he's not going to be this good? You need to prepare that you're fighting, you know, a real fighter. The good thing, though, about this fight is – it is only three rounds. They're only a minute apiece. It's really hard to 
you know, in a five round, five minute fight, you can work the body, you can kind of develop a plan. There's not much of a plan here. Um, but either way, it's a great memory to make. Um, absolutely. Look, after the fight, you want to call me bullshit, you know, shit out because I lost. Go ahead. I've heard way worse. So, <laughs> yeah. All I know is my so, money's going to be right. So, I don't yeah, know absolutely, that. brother. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, I know you mentioned Rico. Uh, I was, it's funny you mentioned that. I actually said something to Travis, I think it was two weeks ago. I said, Rico is my fucking least favorite person at Barstool. I think he's the fakest fucking dude on the, on the, on the planet. And I don't yeah. care if he blocks me on, blocks us on Twitter. If this, I don't, I, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You're done. Um, I mean, cancel <laughs> me. I mean, Hey, no, there's a, there's no such thing as, as, as bad press. If he, if he unleashes the writers on us, who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> but, uh, what's your, like, I know you probably have a long, long standing thing thing, but what's, what's the big thing with, with Rico? So like, why do we beef? Yeah. You'd have to ask him. I have no idea. He just really? doesn't like me. Yeah. I, to this day, I've never met him. I've never talked to him. Um, my thought is he's just jealous. I think he's yeah. by me. That's what, he, that's kind of what I thought too. I kind of looked at the whole thing from, I guess, an outside angle, not being you obviously. And it's just like, he seemed like he was a little insecure about his own yeah. uh, gambling abilities. Not to hundred percent. I mean, he, he didn't show himself until the, to the masses until I got hired. I mean, he, he's really threatened by me. There's a reason he doesn't want me around. And all I'll say is, and again, get your popcorn ready between now and the fight. He will be seeing me a hundred percent. I will yeah. be there and he will not know I'm coming. So he, you know, I don't know if he's just not going to come for the next month, but he's going to run into me and he's going to have to explain his behavior. Oh man. And that will be, yeah. If I have to spend a night in Rikers, I don't care. Like <laughs> if I get a fucking clear shot off of him. I will. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, oh, fuck you know. yeah. He's the real one I want to fight. I'd fight him for free right outside right now. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. It sounds that's some real beef. Uh, just from what? Just from what he said? Because he initially said that you don't know what the beef is. He's just that well, big. He's pretty of a much ruined. But again, that's the thing. Like, there is, like, he just has been a complete prick to me. He has affected my livelihood. He ruined opportunities for me. He said awful things about me that aren't true at all. And if anyone said that in business, they'd have been kicked to fucking Mars for it. Um, he's never held accountable for the things that he does. Um, Dave Portnoy uh, allows him to make the decisions. He doesn't make the decisions. Um, and, you know, anybody that calls someone a rapist and a racist would be fired. Um, but he's allowed to do it with impunity. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just whatever, you know. Yeah. He's, I mean, you yeah. can tell inside he's unhappy. So, whatever. Yeah. yeah ex- exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, did, I didn't want to dive too much into that, but I had, I had, to, I had to speak on it because time after time like i we obviously consume barstool and he's just the one guy i see i'm like man i can't stand this guy like for whatever it is like like you said he just he just seems kind of fake so um but obviously uh everyone go by the fight uh december 10th rough and rowdy i think it's by rnr.com right i think that's the website yeah. yep by yeah. R&R. a month from it'll be a month from today when this episode comes out exactly yeah so. sir that's correct yes, sir awesome well uh real quick jeff i know we got the holidays coming up, so that means because you're 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 training for the fight, you're not going to be able to indulge in in, in Thanksgiving uh, festivities. No, I'm actually uh, so I I've this is crazy to tell you guys, but I've uh, I've never really dieted during this whole weight loss. I just started to eat at the right times and and 
fast. Um, so, yep. no, I've eaten pretty freely. I will say, though, it will be the last time I eat carbs until the fight. Um, I'm going to kind of do two weeks of, of just quality, clean, like, proteins and greens and stuff. But, you know, for, for real honest, I've, I've never really dieted. I don't eat fried food anyway. I don't eat sugar or anything. But I eat pretty freely. At awesome. the same time, when, the, when you said three three round, one minute rounds, as long yeah. as you're in decent shape, you shouldn't die. Yeah, no, I'll be good. <laughs> we get a little break in between, so we'll have something for him, and we'll see how it goes. Awesome, man. Well, Jeff, uh, we appreciate the interview. Before we let you go, obviously you're a gambler. Uh, do you have like one line you're looking at this weekend that you really like? Uh, I'll throw you. You want college football? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Syracuse plus three and a half against uh, Louisville. Um, this team's eight and one against the number best in the country. Uh, they've covered nine of ten overall, dating back to last year. Bleak Cunningham is questionable, the quarterback for Louisville. Um, not real good run defense either for Louisville. I think they struggle against a team off a of bye in Syracuse. Syracuse has been good to me. I think they've been good to a lot of people. Um, they're eligible for a bowl with a win. I think they get it this week. All right, love it. Awesome. Love it, Jeff. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Uh, good luck on the fight coming up. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Again, follow him on Twitter at Jeff Nadu and buy rnr.com December 10th. You're not going to miss it, especially that post-fight interview if he wins. It's good. Get your, get your popcorn ready. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Thank man. You. All right, again, big props to Jeff Nadu for coming on the show today. Talk to us everything about, you know, sports gambling, barstool, uh, and the big fight coming up, Rough and Rowdy. Again, buy it again, buy rnr.com. It's December 10th. It's a Friday night. Sit at home. It's going to be cold, nasty outside. Crack a beer and watch that fight. And hopefully Jeff gets the W because I, I, I need that post-fight interview in my life. I need it injected in, into my veins. Yeah, I mean, it's something that – Sounds like we're not going to get it unless he wins. We don't buy many rough and rowdy fights. Uh, we have it's been a while since we bought our last one, but we will be buying this one. Buy it with us, watch it with us. Two drunk family. Uh, we can we can be pulling for Jeff to win that one. Bring it home. Absolutely, bring it home, Jeff. So uh, it sounds like training's going good as well, which I, I was pumped to hear. Um, so with that being said, we are going to just you know go on with the norm, our regular scheduled programming. Uh, let's talk about kick it off. What's you know. Forefront of everyone's mind. We're going to talk about week nine of the NFL, obviously, UFC 258, all that stuff. Um, that that officiating in the Steelers-Bears game was atrocious. Yeah, I, I honestly missed the entire game. Didn't watch anything, but I watched that final drive that the Bears had. But I obviously, thank you to Twitter, um, was able to go back and see everything that happened, and it it was bad. It was really bad. The big ones that I saw were the non-call and the roughing of the passer on Justin Fields that literally anybody else in the league would have got. Um, that was a big one. And Matt Ryan definitely would have got it. Matt Ryan, you you touch him and you your your pinky grazes his face mask and you're and you, they're throwing a flag on you. So absolutely, Matt Ryan would have got it. But another big one was uh, Travis. Oh, you take the Tony Carrente. You you tweeted out the yeah day the Tony because so. this was after and we obviously had no skin in the fight. We didn't take the spread uh, in the game. If we did, we were going to lean Bears, so they covered regardless. But the, the Tony Carrente, um, what they flagged was for taunting. 
and there's both sides of the story what it was. Uh, Marsh, I believe, is the player's last name. Don't know his first name. Uh, the guy is super tatted up. After the play, uh, Rant, you know, apparently he like looked towards the posing bench. I'm not sure if he flexed what he did. You don't see that part. But the ref was not clearly throwing a flag in that situation. Marsh turned, ran back to his side of the bench, in which Tony Carrente was about five yards away from him, looked at him, literally stuck his ass out, backed into him, bodied him a little bit, and then, like, he already had his hand on the flag. Like, he wanted to throw it for something, never could find out something to throw it for, backed into him, and then just threw it with the utmost, like, look at me. I'm on yeah. TV. Like, it was the flashiest flag throw I've seen in a while. I saw saying a lot. I saw somebody equated it to, like, somebody hitting, like, a game-winning three and, like, leaving their hand up, like, whenever – as the shot goes down. Like, that's what they equated it to. Like, and, there's sometimes some when you see a ref in a, in a in a situation like this, he'll pull it out and he'll do, like, the underhand thing and throw it, like, five, six feet in the air. This flag had to have gone 25 feet in the air. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it, was, it went out of screen. You couldn't see it anymore. Uh, and then, but they flagged him. What the what the actual penalty for was for taunting and not for coming in contact with the ref, which is whatever was what is on everyone's minds, regardless of the fact. Uh, Tony Currency has to be fined, suspended, or something for that. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was bad. It, it, it's just it just goes along rarely, with what we've seen this year, though. So, yeah, the. I don't give a shit if a player gets up another player's face and like flexes on him or like taunts him after the play is over. Like obviously there's a line somewhere, but they're taking it way too fucking seriously and it's starting to affect games that um, should be affected. I mean, obviously the Bears came back and they ended up scoring a touchdown to take the lead there. But if, what if they would have scored a touchdown and gone up by four instead of just gone up by one? Because I know they went for two and they didn't get it, so they went up by one. If if because the Steelers ended up getting a field goal on that drive when Tony Currenty threw threw that flag, yeah, because it extended the drive. It was on third down, right? Yeah, yeah, down? it was third down. Yeah, third and long. Oh, yeah, so just absolute bullshit. The it was Bears on the Scott got, like, third and long, so they were going to punt it. I mean, and we're we're St. we're St. Louis guys, so we're we're everything anti Chicago. Uh, that was a fucking screw job of all screw jobs. Like, I'm yeah. sorry, Bears fans, you got fucked. It was uh, bad. It was that maybe if it didn't take Justin Fields uh, an entire half of football every single game to get going. Um, yeah. But anyway, we had to talk about that top top of everyone's mind. Let's roll through some other games on Sunday. Um, I want to start off by, by Browns, Bengals, Browns. Finally, the game they deserved on the road destroyed the Bengals, destroyed them. Uh, I, I just honestly, and we were making jokes about it all day Sunday. I think, I think the Browns locker room is much better without OBJ in it. Yeah, and I if you're Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, stay the fuck away. I know his favorite team right now is the Packers. No. Um they're not gonna touch with them football. Yeah, I mean they seem like a better team. Uh that ninety nine yard interception return by Denzel Ward was fucking amazing. I didn't realize how locked down he's been this year. Also I saw a stat on Twitter. Like he's locked down. I think he's allowed one touchdown all year. Uh it's pretty insane what he's doing and that that Browns team, I mean, they're just so inconsistent. Uh, got a big test this week going to Foxborough. And I, uh, that I should called, be an awesome game. I called Bengals being fraudulent b- even before they lost to the Jets. 
And yeah. so now they lost to the Jets, blown out by the Browns. I don't think that the Bengals are for real. I told you I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. So and they're trending in that direction. I fucking hope not. Like I said, I got that. I got that future outward. We're definitely not going to division. You don't have to worry yeah, about it. none of the teams that w- that came in last place in their divisions last year were going to win the division this year. The Bengals are the only team I was worried about, but the Ravens are running away with it. The Steelers look good, and the Browns look good. I, I honestly, you can tell me right now. I'll tell you right now. I think the Bengals are the worst team in that in that AFC North division, it's even at five and four. They're the worst team. Yeah, I mean it's very tight through and through. Uh, the whole division. I mean, they're only separated by what a couple games, two. Yeah, two. Or yeah, three. I think. Well, the Ravens are seven and two, right? Are they seven? Two? I didn't know if they were six and three. Um, but they're. I didn't know. No, they two. Yeah. I have two losses, and they're about to get their. They're about to win on Thursday too when they play the Dolphins. So um, yeah, uh, which we can talk. We don't really need to talk about that game. They beat the Texans. Uh, the Tarod Taylor was back. Jacoby Brissett. So literally flip flop. Uh, backup quarterbacks and starting quarterbacks for the team than what it was the previous week, and the Dolphins get the win. So there you go. Uh, I just want to go. On, I just want to go on a little bit of a tour rant right now, real quick. Um, I was a two backer, same way I backed up Sam Bradford when I was a Rams fan. I'm done. It's over. I'm done with it. I got his jersey. Whenever put on ever again. If you, I don't know if it's him or Flores, but if you are healthy enough to dress and be the backup quarterback, then you should be healthy enough to play in the game and start it. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. And for those of you who know that I hated Tua since the moment we drafted them. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Well, safe to say that I was right. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a game. Broncos, Cowboys. What in the hell happened? What happened? I think it was just, I mean, teams have these, like we always have this, a weird week in the NFL where just like teams who aren't a bunch of teams who aren't just to win do win. I think that was one of those weeks. The Cowboys are playing good football all year long. I, I, I say it all the time, any given Sunday. And this was just one of those days. I really do think so. I don't think this diminishes anything. The Cowboys have done so far this year. No, it was a bad I game. I don't need to be worried. Yeah. It was Dak's I, first game back after, after a little injury. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get it back on track this week. I think, I think we need to we need to stop with the analytics shit so much. 
because uh, I really do think that's that's what cost them this game. They turn it over almost on down. Almost, almost cost the Chargers this game, Almost too. cost the Chargers. We'll talk about that. But uh, their first drive ended at the 38, so it would have been a 55-yarder. Greg Zerline, we know he's capable of making that. He has been hit or miss, but you still got to take the chance. First drive of the game. Said they went for it, didn't get it. Uh, they held the Broncos to a three and out that next drive, and then again went down, turned it over on downs at the at Denver's 20 on fourth and two. It could have been six nothing at that point. Yeah. I mean you just get you're taking yourself out of the game way too early. It's weird because Mike McCarthy is an old school coach. I'm surprised he's buying into the whole analytic bullshit. Um, same thing. So, with I the, think we're going to see a lot more of that moving forward. And I don't like uh, it. the, I always forget the chargers coach's name. He's so forgettable. Brandon, Brandon Staley. Staley, Brandon Staley. Um, he's the biggest proponent of it. I get, he's a young guy up and coming. Like he's fully bought in analytics, but I know we've had a lot of Barstool talk on this episode tonight, but, uh, I know on part of my take this week, they even said like they had the longest, longest drive, drive without ever. scoring a touchdown ever. And no one will, it'll never be broken. 98 yeah. yards. 98 yards. They went 98 you can't drive yards. 99 yards and not score. Well, they, yeah, it wasn't even a touchdown. They didn't score at all. Like, no, that's goal, they turn it over on downs. Yeah. You can't drive 99 yards ever and, and yeah. not score. 98 yards is the most yards you can, you can drive from the one to the other one and not score. I will say Justin Herbert looked like to be, looked to be back a little bit. Played, played 32 of 38. Played some good. Yeah. Played some good ball on Sunday. Um, that was nice to see. Um, the only other game that I really think is, is of note to talk about, uh, I guess we'll talk about Packers Chiefs too, uh, was the obviously the Bills Jaguars. What the fuck? Is the yeah. Manning cast curse real? Oh, it's absolutely. I mean, it, is it a coincidence? Maybe a little bit, but it's absolutely something to uh, to keep an eye on. Yeah, so we don't, don't know what Manning next one is. It's next week. They didn't have one this weekend, uh, this this Monday night. So we don't have uh, a, a Manning cast player to fade. Uh, but there will be one this this upcoming uh, Monday night whenever the Rams play the Niners. So whoever comes on that show while well, betting is falling. But it's it's weird. Every single player that's gone on that on that Manning cast lost that week. Yeah, and uh, but outside of that, the Bills they have not looked good uh, the last two weeks. They get to get back on track this weekend. Uh, Do they? The Jets. The, the Jets. Jets. I mean, the Jets have been playing tough ball, people, man. Especially they if Mike White's back. I'm saying they can get back on track. This is. It's not like they're going and playing, you know, a top tier team. They're going and playing a team that's very beatable. Yeah, but if Mike but White's two, back, if Mike White's back, hey, I don't know. Josh Johnson, after his first couple drives, he really got settling and balled out. Is this so? Is this is this uh, what does it say about Zach Wilson? Or does this actually buy him some time to actually? No, I, I don't think it says anything about him. I think for them, the obviously the play calling is different. And I, yeah. I don't watch every Jets game. You could say it's not, or it is. I don't think they have nearly as much pressure as Zach Wilson had going into the year. Is what I think it boils down to. True. Very true. Um, Packers Chiefs. Jordan Love sucks. That's all I gotta say about that. Jordan Love's uh, terrible. With, with Aaron Rodgers, the Chief, uh, the Packers won that game by two touchdowns. I was texting a friend of the podcast, Ethan Short, after the Packers game, and he, I was like, I texted him in the middle of the game. I was like, dude, Jordan Love stinks. He texted me after the game. He had to work. It's like I didn't get to watch it, but I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the numbers, and it didn't look like he did too bad. Yeah, 
He, if you look at the numbers, he didn't do that bad. 19 of 34, not great. 190 yards and a touchdown and a six-point loss. But when you just look at the game itself, he was just very uncomfortable. Missed missed a lot of open guys. Uh, Sean Malone, another, another friend of the podcast, watched with us watching with us on Sunday, just pointed out he had zero. Like I think pocket presence is something you really don't you can't learn. All you like had to you, do was send a fifth rusher at him, or or five yeah. and six. If you put a blitz on him, he just chucked the ball up in the air every time. Yeah. So like I, I don't think pocket presence is something you can really teach. Like that's an innate ability, in my opinion, that you have as a quarterback, either have it or don't, because you face pressure and pressure in college. Like everyone, you, you face pressure in high school. Uh, so you either have it or you don't. And Jordan Love does not have that that elite escapability, pocket present awareness that Aaron Rodgers does. That Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the greatest, but like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, like Just doesn't have that. No one when to get rid of the ball yeah. and when you can actually check down in the right spots. Uh, it, yeah, he didn't have it at all. He did not have it. So. Crazy week nine, uh, week 10. It, it was good for a gambling week for us. We were heavy on the Chargers. They won. Was, uh, we, we were damn close to sweeping the spread on Sunday. One game away. And it was the fucking Raiders. Wasn't that, do we not put the Ravens? I did not put the Ravens out. I didn't uh, like that pick from the get-go. <laughs> yeah, the Raiders looked awful. Uh, team, we need to talk about who is absolutely for real, for real, Tennessee Titans. Oh my God! I I told you guys this. I told all you guys this on Sunday. We were we were watching football Sunday with a bunch of our friends um, at Travis's house, and I told you guys like I am high on the Titans. Like they have now beaten the Chiefs. They've now beaten the Bills. They've now beaten the Rams. I mean, without Derrick Henry, that that defense is just next level. They made Nats have well, look like a good. Well, now. What they haven't been, they finally showed out. I feel like I was watching that game and D'Amico Autry was just, I don't know if you watched, but they highlighted him every single play. Like on the replay, he was up there. He was up there just getting in the face, causing ruckus. It was insane to watch. Um, real quick, the Saints need a quarterback. Uh, we, talk, we talked yeah. about it last week. We talked about it last week. We said, hey, they got the win. Maybe not. Okay, no, they need a quarterback now. Uh, yeah, well, here's my thing is like, why is it not Taysom Hill that paid him all that fucking money? Is he not? I thought he was hurt or something. He was playing last week. He was playing. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Then I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta throw him out there this week. They, that's enough. They go to Tennessee. Like they're, they're going to be in a real rough spot. Like right now they're in the playoffs. Saints, Saints are a playoff team. I think they're, they're a wild card team. They're the six, five or six seed. Can't remember. No, the is. Atlanta, Fal- the Atlanta Falcons are in the playoffs as of right now. Yeah, but so are the Saints, aren't they? Saints are the game ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's three teams from from the NFC South, which is wild. Yes, it is the Cardinals, Packers, Rams, Bucks are the division winners. Then you got uh, Rams. What Rams are a wild card team? No, Rams are winning the division. Are they not? No, you're you're right. No, no, it's the Cardinals. Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Bucks, Cowboys. Yep. And you and then, got Rams, Saints, Falcons. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, very crazy. And to to make it even crazier, the Panthers are right there behind them. Yeah, they'll fall off. They suck ass. I really need them to not win eight games. I really do. Oh, not see, need I think eight games, which I think it sucks. I think we have better chances of them winning less games if Sam Sam Darnold has a shoulder fracture. 
I know. I, I like him a lot better with PJ Walker at quarterback. So uh, I know <laughs> it's kind of sad to say. It's kind of sad to say that shit. Uh, um, the drops, though. Outside of the top eighteen, I shit outside of the top five teams. I think the NFC sucks. You say the same thing about the AFC. Who we got? Titans, we got, Ravens, Chargers, Bills. Jesus, there's like eight teams that I think can win the Super Bowl, or that I think could be in the playoffs. It's wide open this year. It's wide open. We'll talk more about that as playoffs approach. Um, the college football rankings, did those drop yet? They did drop. Uh, we got Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan. I'm doing the top 10. Michigan yeah. State at seven, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma is still ranked behind Michigan State. And Michigan at nine and zero. What they they've really so here this weekend's Oklahoma's shot. They play Baylor on the road. That's tough. They have to go in there and literally kick the shit out of them. Which it's bullshit. It's bullshit. They're ranked that low. Also, since Alabama's still being ranked two, like they won by six points against fucking LSU. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Who's four and five? Like, if you're going to punish Cincinnati for not beating the teams they should beat by a shitload, you need to punish Alabama as well. That's my thing. Yeah, I'm not. I don't like any. Uh, I honestly call me crazy, but I think the college football playoff is wide open in terms of who can win it once they get in. I really don't think Georgia is. Don't get me wrong; they're good, but I don't think they're like such a powerhouse. It's unbeatable. If someone figures out how to beat that defense, yeah, their offense won't be able I mean, to keep up. But Mizzou, the problem is no one's been able to figure it out. Mizzou, Mizzou scored six points. Second string quarterback. Okay. Mizzou scored six points because their coach is a joke. Mizzou's second string quarterback drove on them into their territory, back-to-back possessions to start the game. It's not his fault that they started taking them out and doing bullshit with the offense. If you have a good offense and a good coach, you can figure out how to get in and uh, manipulate that defense. I think so. Well, we will see with Alabama in the SEC championship game because I don't think Georgia – I hope anymore. they don't win, though. I hope but Georgia I, actually wins that game. It, I, Georgia doesn't play anybody tough the rest of the year. They're going to finish 12-0. and They're going to go to the SEC championship game, and then we're in a spot where if Alabama beats them, then they're both going to get in. I think Alabama – it's very possible to lose another game, though, at the end, by the, before the end of the season. They finish with Arkansas and, and then at Auburn for the Iron Bowl. Okay, the Iron not Arkansas. Arkansas is a joke now. Um, They're ranked again. Lottie fucking da. <laughs> but I'm saying like it's possible. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying it's possible for them to lose another game. Whereas you look at Georgia and it's not. Yeah, I just I can't believe. I know Cincinnati only beat what was it Tulsa by eight, seven um, I think. But I mean, no, here you're right. they it was twenty eight twenty. Yeah. It, it, and then just and then the Michigan State lost to Purdue, unranked Purdue. And four spots. They and they stayed ahead of Oklahoma. Who else is in there right there ahead of Oklahoma? Who lost? Michigan. 
they didn't Michigan, lose, they didn't lose this weekend, but that's it. So here's the thing, like that, that's all good. Like, Oklahoma's gonna get their shot because I'm pretty sure Michigan still has to play Ohio State. They do at the end of the year. Thanksgiving weekend. But Oklahoma has to play Oklahoma State the last game of the year. It's a big weekend. It's a big weekend for a big game for both of them because Oklahoma State, they're eight and one. Not gonna say that they have a sh- big shot, but no, if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, that that sh- fucks the Big Twelve of getting in there. That's a big weekend for Cincinnati, should I say? Because if Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma, boom, you're done. No, no Big Twelve team. And if Ohio State beats Michigan, then they will then theoretically jump Michigan to get that fourth spot. Very uh, good. Very good. If Ohio, if Ohio State's in the four spot. So if Oregon. Michigan beats Ohio State, do you think Michigan would jump Cincinnati? Yeah, absolutely. And like you're, it, Cincinnati's fucked. Like Cincinnati needs a root for one yeah, of the four teams to lose outside of I Ohio mean, State. I mean, they, that, it's going to come down to that last weekend, and they're going to need to root for Michigan to beat Ohio or Ohio State to beat Michigan. They're going to have to root. They need Oregon to lose. It bad. doesn't. It doesn't matter. We already talked about it. Oregon's got to beat Utah twice, and we saw Utah last week. Yeah, yeah, they look damn true. good right now. And I think I think Oregon drops that Oregon State game. Still, I still I still do. Okay, so you think they drop Oregon State and then they got to play Utah and then if they if they somehow or they're going to make the uh, Pac-12 championship, then they will have to beat Utah again. Yeah, so I don't think it's going to happen. So enough about college football rankings. Nothing really changed except for that they were still fucking pumping Bama's dick. Um, and uh, UFC 268 was this weekend. Obviously, we. Um, watched it. It was a good card, a lot of bangers, you know, not a ton of knockouts, but uh, fight of the night was Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje. Uh, awesome fight. Uh, and then Colby and Colby Covington and Kamar was everything was advertised. We knew it was going to go the full five. Uh, I think we all kind of felt that going into it. But I what I want to ask maybe in the guy that says, like, oh, just because there's no knockouts or submissions or really stop, just the card sucks, but it really wasn't like. Like phenomenal, like nobody beat each other's heads off. Uh, Mike Chandler, and Justin Gaethje did. That's it. That's really it. Like the the Covington, uh, the Cheeto, the Cheeto Vera, the Cheeto Vera kick in the face knockout on Frankie Edgar was pretty sick. That was cool. But the Rose fight was kind of lame. That was sucked. That uh, suck. Well, was the Frankie Edgar or no Cheeto Vera? You're right. The Rose fight was fight was kind of lame. What was the other one? Sh- Shane Burgos and Billy Quarantillo. That one kind of sucked really bad. And then Col- and then Covington Usman one was way better than Covington Usman two. It was. I think I think both fighters played a little safe. Um, definitely tried to get the points. It was two two going into the fifth. I, I, I you're not going to convince me otherwise. Uh, it just you know obviously Usman came out on top. If you're gonna if you're going to take the belt away from the champion, you literally have to take the belt away from the champion. Everyone scored uh, the second 10-8. Usman, I don't think so. No, well, I'm saying a lot of people had it. I don't know. Maybe. A lot of people, a lot of people had Covington even winning the last round, but had the second round 10 8. Like people that had it 10 8 had Covington win the last round. Either way, he's it's, still it's, it's too it's too close. You got you got to beat the No, he is still in my mind the only person that is going to, as of right now, uh give Kamaru Usman a run for his money. But you can't run it back a third time when you lost twice in a row. That's my thing. Not, so that's not, what I want to ask. Immediately. Not, not immediately. So that's what we're uh, going to ask. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna play matchmaker 
We're gonna for five fighters. All five. Fighters I already have. I have, Col- I have Colby's next fight. So let's not let's save that because that's a big one. Obviously, we started off Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, big bangers on the main card. Michael Chandler falls to one and two in the UFC, albeit not bad losses. You lost to the no, he's champion. fighting top people. Yeah, you lost to the current champion, and you lost to the next contender. What is next for Michael Chandler? For Michael Chandler, next, I think so. Everyone's everyone's pumping up uh, Conor McGregor. They both are. They both said sign it, do it. I obviously don't think that, ha- or not obviously, honestly, don't think that happens right away. Let's be honest. Well, Connor, Connor's still recovering, so. Yeah, don't think that happens anytime soon, especially as soon as what Michael Chandler probably wants to fight. I say he needs somebody who is ranked below him. You're not going to give him Islam Makachev because you got to stop giving these top-tier guys. I say maybe like someone who's a little older uh, that he can – that he can beat and establish something on his record, like RDA or Tony Ferguson. Ooh, him and Tony would be fun. Him, t- Tony's ready to roll. Like, uh, I do think Michael Chandler is in this for the money right now at this point, to be honest with well, you. No, he's not that old. Yeah, he's but in that, good shape. That Michael Chandler and uh, Conor McGregor would be the biggest UFC card in history. I think, no, but I, but I think he wants to try. And I think he wants to try to earn a, a shot at the title before he goes chasing money, though. I really do. That's why he came to the UFC. Okay. Uh, maybe. I, I don't mind the Tony Ferguson fight. Because outside of those two below him, uh, he's already he beat Dan Hooker. Connor's nine. And you're not going to want to dip to double digits 10 and below uh, when, you're, when you're ranked fifth. So I think I think Tony Ferguson or Rafael Dos Anjos. Give him one of those guys. If he beats them, great. If he loses, then you, then you do the Connor fight. I can see that. Um, Justin Gaethje, I think uh, the next fight for Justin Gaethje is pretty obvious. He gets the winner of Poirier and uh, Oliveira. No, no, no doubt about it. I was thinking that, but if he doesn't want to wait as long, he could fight Benil Dariush. That's a nightmare matchup for him. Literal exactly. nightmare matchup. But he could. I think I think he wants to fight one of the bangers, Oliviera or um uh Poirier. He deserves it. I think they fight on the literally the next pay-per-view card. I think it's December eleventh, the day after Jeff Nadu fights. Um, so they could if once one of those guys wins, I mean if Oliviera wins, that guy's crazy fucking enough to turn around and fight again in December or January or February. And then Gaethje could fight then too and make it quick enough. That's what I think it is. I think I think he deserves it. He's had a, he's had a chance at the interim, missed it. He needs he's proved it again to to get a, a, a legit title shot. He'll lose, but probably but we'll cover that when the time gets here. Uh, Rose Nami Yunus, I have the most perfect fight in the world. What's I mean, it, might, it might be obvious. Uh, she's got to fight Carlos Esparza. Uh, she's ranked right now number two. She's right behind uh, Wiley obviously, who she just beat. Carla Esparza might be actually one of the fights that you find with Rose where there's a little bit of bad blood or revenge because that's who Rose lost the Ultimate Fighter finale to back in 2014. Okay. Yeah, you definitely you – de- there's no need for us to see Rose Zhang, tw- Zhang 3. Rose kicked her in the head the first time, knocked her out, and beat her in five rounds this time. I mean, there's just no need to see a third one of those. No. Carla Esparza, though. She uh she submitted her in the Ultimate Fighter back in 2014. She hasn't fought okay. her since. Okay, well I I I'm, I could get down with that. What is she? What is Carlos Barza ranked? Two. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. And uh, before we get to Usman, the uh, the welterweight champion, Colby Covington, there's obviously not going to be a, a, a Covington-Usman three. Right away, there may be a Covington three. There will three. be one. I think Colby needs a money fight that's going to get him. I probably made a shitload of money on this one. He needs a Leon money Edwards. fight. Leon Edwards, huh? They hate each other. Yeah, I know they do. That's the, you know, you got the, you got the classic storyline of Colby the red blooded American uh, versus, you know, the, 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 the British guy in, in the, the red coat, so the red coat. Uh, uh, yeah. They I don't know each other. I think, I think Lee, I think Leon deserves a top. Like he, they always feed like Leon's I've like, been up there forever. They always give him like number four, number five. They never give him like one of those top ranked guys. So. And he, and he, and he just came off his first fight back off of a long hiatus hiatus. I don't think he fights, and then immediately gets the title shot. So I think give him Colby. I don't hate that at all. Maybe maybe not a. I don't think that would be a you. Like that'd be a good like fight night headliner. Um, not or maybe like a, no, that would have to be UFC. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards. That's going to have to be a UFC card. It won't be. A, it won't be a headliner, but it won't be a main event. Maybe a co-main, but. Uh, and then lastly, what is up for Kamaru Usman? Uh, what what's next for him? I think the only thing that you could give him outside of giving Hazmat Shemaev a shot would be Vincente Luque. That's it. Okay. What are you going to do? Give a give a title shot to Michael Chiesa, number six? No, I think it may be a money fight, like a, like a catchweight fight. Dude, it'll be fucking fun. To see him not do this fucking weight cut and go up and fight Israel Adesanya. No, because you get his ass kicked. <laughs> you <laughs> think so? Israel Adesanya lose, go up and lose to Jan. Now imagine Kamaro going up. He would lose to Adesanya Dude, time and time again. Kamaro is not a natural 170 pounder, though. Like He looks like he should fight in 185. I mean, yeah, he's huge, but... I, I don't think I don't think Adesanya would lose to him. I think the top three middleweights would beat Kamara Usman. All right. So what about somebody from 155 coming up to him? Poirier. That'd be fun too. That'd be, That'd really, be fun. really fun. If if Poirier wins the belt, a fucking super fight. Yeah, now we're getting into way too, way too big hypothetics. I say I, I think Kamara's too big of a bitch to go anywhere <laughs> other than Walter. I honestly do like not the fact that I hate him. I really do think that it, it's hard enough to get him to fight on a regular basis, 
yeah. I think he's just going to stay in his lane. If he were to go up, I think he'd lose. I will say that right now. But in his division, you got Colby, Gilbert Burns, who's already beat. Leon, who's not really in shot for a title right now, title fight. Vicente Luque at four. Steven Thompson, Chiesa, Jorge Masvidal, who's already beat. Like, I honestly think the only person outside of Colby that could beat him right now is Hamza Chimaev. That, honestly, they, they, they may do it, man. Like, I don't think the dude doesn't deserve a title fight. I would like to see him fight once more. And it's not like he has to take long because he's only taken one punch in four fights. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't have to take any time off. I think if Hazmat gets another fight in the next, like, two months and wins. Great then, right now. What? Yeah, and then he gets another fight in two months, wins it in stunning fashion like he always does. Then, yeah, you set up a spring card. With Usman, you have to. I don't see many people that he would lose to. Just, just off the top of my head, right here, like just after watching how good he is, he's just so well rounded, and he, the way that he just attacks everything, which, which is crazy because I actually hate the per, I hate the person that he is, like hate the person that he tries to portray on social media. Who? How's Machimayev? Yeah, I don't like him. But you, yeah, you have to respect him. Exactly. I, I, we we just talked about social media on top of the show and how toxic and how fake that shit can be. So it's all it's all like even like when Colby came up to Kamaru at the at the end of the fight and like the, you know he said you know I'm sorry I said that shit you know it's about money it's about business. Connor said the same shit to to Nate like it's it's they sell fights and then Colby turned around after the fight in his post fight interview and said yeah I don't respect him. Bullshit. We know you do. You're churching it up. I get it. I get what you're trying to do. And I think Hazmat Shemayev is kind of playing that factor, you know, so I'll smash you or whatever um, is what he says. So UFC 268 wasn't, you know, the greatest card. I still enjoyed the fights. Uh, 269 is coming up in December. That's obviously Poirier and Oliveira, and that'll be that'll be a fun one too. Uh, without further ado, let's do, do Degeneres Digest. It's been a little bit of a longer episode with the interview with, with Jeff, talking about all things rough and rowdy. Um, before we dive into our lines for this week, I want to talk about a new strategy that I saw. Travis, you just said you saw it on TikTok too. Um, but basically what this guy does, and he's like, it's not even like, he goes, I'm not going to take credit for this. He goes, I just found a trend. He goes, not even me being like a sharp better. He goes, I just found a trend and I'm rolling with it. Uh, basically, you bet the team that did not, if a team that did not cover in their previous week. So if you're looking at now, we're looking at week 10. You look at week nine. Look at a team that did not cover. So if like they're the Cowboys. Playing, if they're playing a team that did cover in week in week 10, then you take the team that didn't cover, if that makes sense. So look at like, yeah, good example. Cowboys didn't cover against the Broncos. Who are they playing this week? The Cowboys this week are playing the Falcons, who did cover. Who did cover against the Saints. So you would want to so take, you would the, take the, Dallas minus nine. Dallas minus nine in that scenario. Let's, let, let's roll through the NFL slate and just see what these would be. I know the guy said it all on the TikTok. Ravens but. didn't cover. Dolphins did cover. So take Ravens minus seven and a half. Don't love that line, but a bit whatever. Uh, Falcons. Yeah, we never talked about Jesus, dude. Uh, Titans did cover. Saints didn't cover. So you take Saints plus three. I don't, I hate that. I'm not doing that. Um, because like this stuff doesn't go perfect every week. 
Um, Colts and Jags both covered. Yep. Patriots and Browns both covered. Bills and Jets both didn't cover. So you can't do that one. Lions were Lions. Lions Lions had a buy. So that one doesn't count. Bucks had a buy. Bucks had a buy. Panthers didn't cover. Cardinals did cover. So So you take take Panthers Panthers plus ten and a half. No thank. No thank you. Um, We'll see how we'll we'll revisit this next week and see how it does. Uh, Chargers did cover. Chargers did. Yeah. Eagles didn't. Broncos did. So you take the Eagles plus two and a half. I don't hate that. Don't hate it. Broncos big letdown spot. Yeah. And then Packers did cover Seahawks. They were on a bye, right? Yes. And then Chiefs did not cover. Raiders did not cover. And then Rams did not cover and Niners did not cover. So really not a ton of data to go off this week. I think there's like five games. Two, three. Um, it was Ravens, Dallas. Wait. Yeah, it was Ravens, Cowboys, Saints, uh, Panthers, Eagles. And that's it. Five games. Yeah. So we'll see how that does. I'm not in love with some of those lines, but you know, you got you got to do with the data. Thought it was an interesting strategy to kind of point out. Uh, but we'll do the same thing. Five picks every week. We'll do a lock and upset and three additional picks. Uh, let's kick it off with our locks. What do you what, what do you like this weekend? My lock of the week. Love this. Love this uh, so much. It is NC State Moneyline playing Wake Forest. NC State Moneyline playing Wake Forest. I do not have that on my card. You're so so. Jeff warned us about this. You can't always fade the team that fucked you the, the week before. Don't care because NC State didn't fuck me the week before. I just think that right now, but he did say uh, defenses that aren't doing well. Uh, Wake Forest has maybe possibly one of the worst defenses in college football. Uh, we I think we can say that. NC State's quarterback, not a big, not a guy that turns the ball over. Twenty five touchdowns, three picks. Uh, they average four hundred and fourteen yards a game. Big thing with them, they actually have a defense. They let up. 114 yards less per game than Wake Forest. Okay. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't hate the pick at all. I'm just saying, uh, like, you can, your only reason it can't be because Wake fucked us last weekend because I was a – It's not. It's because their defense is horrendous. They let up 55 points to UNC. They let so do you want that to be your upset or your lock, though? That's my lock. I love it. They let up 56 points to Army, 37 to Syracuse, 34 to Louisville. Uh, they're horrible when you look at NC State and they can actually hold teams to a decent amount of points week in, week out. Plus 110, NC State money line. All right. All right. I don't hate it all. I've been not doing great at college recently, so my locks and upset are both going to come from the NFL slate. Um, I'll kick it off my lock. It's a primetime game, which is fun. Uh, it's the Chiefs and the Raiders. Why the Chiefs are favored by two and a half going on the road to Las Vegas. I know Vegas doing a lot of off-field issues. Don't give a shit. I like the Raiders plus two and a half. That's your lock? lock. That is my lock. Raiders plus two and a half. I'm even going to do it money line. I mean, it's just. I don't know. They they looked so bad on Sunday against the Giants. Yeah. I mean. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just trying to go on the contrary. 
So did the Chiefs. The Chiefs looked terrible against the Packers. They lo- they beat Jordan Love by six points. Yeah, but they did beat the Giants, who the uh, Raiders just lost to. Yeah, emotional week with the whole Henry Rugg, Henry Rugg situation. Um, I think they're kind of. I'm not saying they're going to get over it or past it, but it's definitely kind of in the rearview mirror now. I think I think they kind of put it past them. Derek Carr's a good enough leader to get him back on track. Uh, I don't like the Chiefs going on the road in this one. They've they they're terrible against the spread. Matter of fact, I mean, what are the Chiefs against the spread this year? I'll tell you real quick. They are like two and six. They're terrible. I mean, it's. I it, think it's I just, don't know. I was just throwing that out there. Um, Chiefs team trends against the spread. Kansas City is two and seven. Yep, the only team that's worse than them is Washington, who's one and seven. So, there you go. Take that what you will. Uh, Kansas City's two and seven. Las Vegas is four and four. So. That's I mean, that's my lock. I like it. Plus two and a half. I, it creeps up to three. I really like it. All right. Hey, I mean upset right on board. Uh, upset of the week. I'll let you go first. It's the Browns over the Pats on Sunday. Browns money line. I know it's Fox. I know they're going to Foxborough. It's a tough game. I think the Pats are kind of playing a little bit out of their talent level right now, to be quite honest with you. I know everyone's pumping up that defense. I mean, uh, they've won three in a row. I mean, they beat they shit clobbered the Jets. Then they beat the, the Chargers on the road, which is honestly a, a good win, and they beat the Panthers on the road. They come back home. Browns are looking good. OBJ's no longer on that team. We just saw what they did to the Bengals. I mean, they slaughtered them. Baker's got another full week to rest up, get healthy. I like this. Browns money line because the spread's only one and a half. Browns money line against the Pats. Uh, I have another small, small dog. It is Saturday at three o'clock and it is South Carolina at Mizzou. Uh, I'm taking South Carolina money line, which is right around even or minus one Oh five. It's that close. The spreads only one South Carolina just steamrolled Florida steamrolled them. I told you I wanted to take them plus 18 last weekend. And you didn't like it and talked me out of it. Uh, so I'm not going to let you talk me out of this one. Mizzou, they can't do anything right. Uh, their offense looks dog sh- looks like dog shit no matter who they're going against, who they play. Uh, their defense still can't stop a thing. We found that out after letting up 43 points last weekend in Georgia. So going South Carolina money line. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I had Mizzou as a question mark. This and this is South Carolina's bowl clinching game. Well, I like that then. Uh, I, I hate to say that I do, but I don't. <laughs> so we'll, we'll roll into uh, some additional picks. That was your upset. Three additional picks. We'll go quick with these. I'll throw some college ones your way. Since I already threw two NFL ones your way. I like Michigan money line. It's even money at Penn State. Michigan has to win this game, especially with Ohio State coming up. Uh, soon, so they have to keep winning. And Penn State, I mean, they really have they looked that good this year. Uh, they've lost to some pretty questionable teams. Lost to Illinois at home in that crazy nine overtime game, uh, and then they also lost to um, that is who else they lose to? Lost to Iowa, which looking back on that is not a good loss. Um, so I mean, I, I, I like Michigan to get this done on the road, even money line. 
for the Wolverines against Penn State. All right. <clears throat> I like that. I have that on my slate too. Uh, so you made that easier to me because I'll throw that one out because I was down between a handful of games. Uh, my next one uh, is Miami Hurricanes, not the not the Miami Dolphins, uh, at Florida State. We talked about how bad Florida State was. Things really haven't gotten much better. Uh, cool, they beat Syracuse, UNC, and UMass um, since then. A couple losses. Miami, on the other hand, they have that Trevor Van Dyke. I believe Trevor's his first name, but he Tyler. Sorry, Tyler Van Dyke. He has been balling out uh, over the course of the last few games. He's beat. They beat ranked NC State, ranked Pitt, and then they just beat Georgia Tech. Going on the road, I don't think Florida State's too much of an ask. Uh, the spread's two and a half, by the way. So, yeah, Miami uh, I, Miami's been on mine too. You made that easy for me. Um, Travis giving you nothing but college picks. At least he gave you some NFL. Um, I, I have another college pick. It's actually when you're hearing this, it's Wednesday night. It's a Maction game. Uh, I really, really like. It's another dog. I'll take him plus two and a half. I'll take a money line. Northern Illinois at home, home dogs. I know they burnt us last week. I don't see them dropping two in a row. Them being at home, they were, it was a road game last week. They're playing Ball State, who's five and four. Uh, I'd like Northern Illinois to cover at home and maybe even win outright. All right. I haven't looked into that one yet. I was going to look at the Wednesday night games uh, tomorrow, but I can get on board with it. Uh, well, we got two more here. You have two more. I'll have one. All right, you said I was going heavy on the heavy on the NCAA. I'll give you a NFL one that I like, and that is Chargers minus two and a half. They are at home against the Vikings. The Vikings just can't get it done ever. And two and a half, I feel like that's I'm comfortable with taking that as just a win. Very rare do you see games, you know, win by one or two points. So I'm comfortable taking the Chargers at home. Herbert seemed to get back in stride. The Vikings just can't get anything you know, to go their way. And they're one and three on the road. So, yeah, I mean, if no matter how good the Vikings are, Mike Zimmer will coach them with coach them into a loss. Like he just will. He's absolutely fucking atrocious. And I do not understand why that they keep put trotting him out there. Uh, that he should be fired. I'm trying to find the league that one of my last ones in. Oh, I know what it is. It's right here. Um, I haven't rode them in a while. This should be I'm honestly if I had to pick a college lock this weekend, this would be my college lock. Coastal Carolina at home against Georgia State. They're minus 10. Taking coastal there. Uh Georgia State has had some emotional victories as of late. Uh I don't see them pulling this one off in South Carolina. Okay. Don't hate that. I don't even know how I passed that one up. Uh, but I did. I have four games that I'm going to pick from here that I have down, uh, and I'm just going to take one of them. But the fact of the matter is I got to find it on uh, on my picks here. Here we go. The one that I'm going to roll with is Tulsa, minus three on the road, going to play Tulane. But I don't care the fact that they're on the road. Tulane is one and eight. 0-5 in the conference. Um, they they can't put up points at all. It's for, for what it seems. They scored 10 points last week, 12 the week before, and then 26, 22, 29, which isn't bad, but 
you're not going to win a whole lot of games if you if you can't at least score 30 in your last five. Meanwhile, Tulsa, on the other hand, just came off a very close loss to Cincinnati and has just been looking a little bit better after the rough start. So I'm going to take them minus three versus Tulane. Yeah, don't hate that at all. Love those picks. Obviously, you can catch all of our picks. College, NFL, the tackle props, which have been just saving us. Money. Money. Uh, you have a bad day, you can always rely on the tackle props. So make sure you're sub to the Patreon for all those. Started out doing some college basketball stuff today. We're not doing anything crazy. We are just trying to figure some stuff out. But um, that's going to be episode 141. Again, shout out to Jeff Nadu for coming on, talking all things rough and rowdy. Buy that fight, buy rnr.com, December 10th. And then also make sure you follow him at Jeff Nadu uh, on Twitter. And it should be it should be a fun one. Until next time, guys, take it easy, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 